Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the From Ballparks to Buzz Weird Sportscast. I'm your host, Paramortius. And today we've got week four in the NFL coming up for you guys. So let's get straight to it. So, first off, um, let's just get this out of the way really quickly. Next week, after this week's game against the Dallas Cowboys, because I said, um, if you remember the Patriots preview episode, I said pretty explicitly that there's really 45, you know, parts of the schedule that we're looking at. You've got kind of the tough start, the opening four games. Then you've got really these next, the next four games where you're hoping to go two and two. Then you get to the soft spot of your schedule with the next four games, and then you close out with five difficult games. And as we kind of finish with um, after the Cowboys game this upcoming week, we are going to do a mailbag just assessing where they're at and just looking ahead towards the rest of the season will also be a focus, especially for next week more so than this week. Because this week is such is a thing that can go in so many different directions. Um, if you are the New England Patriots, but... What I wanted to start with today was just going around the um, NFL, especially just talking a little bit about the games. Um, Some of the things that I thought stood out to me, some of the things that I want to talk on, then we'll go into the Patriots game. Um, Their win against the Jets last week, and then we will head into their upcoming matchup against the Cowboys, finishing off with quick pick. Um, But... In terms of some some stories that I saw emerge from the NFL, I mean, there's nowhere else to start here than this 70-20 victory by the Miami Dolphins over the Denver Broncos. And it's it it's what happened is absolutely ridiculous. Um, no team has ever put up 70 points since 1966. And, you know, I, I, I said at halftime because I'm, I'm watching, you know, red zone on one screen, the Patriots game on the other. And the Dolphins have 35 points at halftime, and I'm saying, oh, well, they're on pace for 70, kind of jokingly. Because um, you don't think anybody's going to hit that number. I mean, 70 points, 50 points is ridiculous, um, let alone 70. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's just Devin Chain, um, Raheem Mostert, Tyree Kill, all these guys just going off. And you see a guy like Mike White come in, and Mike White's throwing touchdowns, and it it, it 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 was absolutely unreal. Just so much speed on that team, and that's why I think the biggest factor is with this team is you look at teams like the Chiefs, which are really, okay, you know, Patrick Mahomes and kind of, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and kind of everybody else. And you look at a team like, the Bills, where you say it's Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and everybody else. And then you look at the Dolphins, where it's just everywhere you look, the, you have guys that could be Olympians for the 100 meter. They're just absolutely ridiculous top-notch speed. The, they, they have Nobody in the league can match up with the speed that the Miami Dolphins have. And, and Tyreek Hill, you know, catches a 44. 54 or something like that, 54-yard touchdown on like the third, or second or third play from scrimmage. And then you, I said to myself when I saw that, I said, wow, 
maybe the Patriots did a better job on Tyreek Hill than we thought. And, you know, it's 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 going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, because, honestly, I mean, if Tua stays healthy and they can just continue to get the ball out to the right people and they can continue to play good enough defense, they're going to be fine. And, I mean, granted, one of their wins was against the Broncos and their week one win was against the Chargers, which is a great good win. Um, but this team has a game up against the Bills, and we'll talk about them um, quick pick later in the episode. But I think we had to just lead off there with something that was just unreal. And then I, I had to touch on this um, because it's going to kind of fall under the radar of the Chargers-Vikings game. The Chargers end up winning, and Mike Williams ended up tearing his ACL, so that's a big blow for the Chargers. But in one of the stupidest coaching decisions I've seen, they were actually two this week, so, but we'll start with the one in the Chargers, which wasn't as bad as the one in Vegas. But Brandon Staley making the decision to go for it from his own 28-yard line, it has got to be one of the stupidest things I've ever seen. I mean, it's it's got to be one of the stupidest things I've ever seen. What what are you doing? That doesn't make sense to me. Somebody needs to help me understand why you're going. I think it was your own 24, something like that. Why are you going at your own 24 with like a minute and 11 seconds left? The Vikings have um, either zero or no timeouts or zero or one timeout. I can't remember. Why are you not punting that ball back? That ball should be punted every single time. Unless you've got A, Tom Brady, or B, Peyton Manning on the other side. When you have Kirk Cousins and no timeouts and they need a touchdown, you punt that back every single time. He, that, if they had lost that game, I wouldn't have been surprised if he was fired. I would. I mean, luckily, luckily, the defense bailed him out with some... Awful clock management by the Minnesota Vikings taking 21 seconds down when they should have just gone up there, spiked it. That that was as big of a boneheaded move, but just just stupid things. Just stupid things from coaches. And I had to start with Brandon Staley. And then going over Josh McDaniels, which was definitely the more egregious of the two. Why it's fourth and four from the eight-yard line. There, I can't remember exactly how much time there was left. Um, but you kick, you kick the field goal. You can't kick a field goal there. You cannot kick a field goal. You're down eight points. 222 left. It's fourth and four from the eight yard line. You should not be kicking this field goal. This is simple. This is simple coaching. You kick that every single time. That ball, um, excuse me, not kick it. You go for it every single time. You're down eight points. You go from needing a touchdown in the two-point conversion to a touchdown. That that made no sense. Whether you believe in the analytics or not, and I'm not a big analytics guy, but, you, but everybody knows that that's the wrong decision. Everybody should know that that's the wrong decision. Um... And then, I mean, the Colts-Ravens upset was kind of wild. You need Justin Tucker to miss a 61-yarder. Um, the Panthers, um, 
Uh, excuse me, not the Panthers. The Cowboys losing to the Cardinals, um, which we will get, we will get to in a little bit when we go into the Patriots breakdown for this week's game. But the Bills look impressive to me. The Chiefs look like they're going to be just fine. Was never really worried about them. The Dolphins look really, really dangerous. The Niners look like the league's best team. The team that I'm most worried about is the Bengals. Right now, I'm most worried about the Bengals. Um, it just seems like... It, it, I would be concerned. It seems like their offense really isn't there. They do get another easy, relatively easy game against the Titans, which they should win this week. They should improve to 2-2. Two and two. But it, to me, it just doesn't seem like things are all the way right there. And that's something that I'm going to be monitoring as the season goes by, whether it's Joe Burrow's leg, whether it's, it's something seems off there. And that's a concern. Um, if I'm a Cincinnati Bengals, I'm a little concerned. The Rams have been better than people thought. And it was a tough 19-16 win, yes. But for me personally, I, I, I'm I worried if I'm a Bengals fan. I mean, I picked the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. I'm not feeling great about it. And then I was impressed also with Deshaun Watson this week. Um, you know, Nick Chubb's first game out, he stepped up 27-33, 289 yards, two touchdowns. Good performance from Deshaun Watson against Tennessee. Tennessee stinks. They are really, really bad. They're probably going to do nothing. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is going to be benched by week 10 at the latest. And then, um, lastly, one other thing I wanted to touch on here was the um, the game that we really haven't touched on, which was the Texans-Jaguars game. And the, I thought the Jaguars would come out of the game hot. Um, I thought they, they had a relatively easy schedule. Indy, Kansas City, which is a tough game for anybody, especially once they lose week one. Um, in Indy, Kansas City, Houston, you would think they would be 2-1 and one, um, at this point. They're 1-2, and two and they don't look great. Again, they have a pretty... They have a pretty routine... What should be a routine... It's going to be a tough game against Atlanta. But it's at home. They should win this one. They should have won last week. It... it Jacksonville people should be a little concerned that they're not the same old Jacksonville Jaguars. With that, let's go into the Patriots game of last week, the Patriots-Jets game. And look, was it pretty? No. 15-10 win, definitely not pretty. But was it good enough? Yes. And as long this was a classic game of as long as you don't shoot yourself in the foot, they're not going to be you. And it, it was it was hard to watch. Uh, it was tough sliding. Zach Wilson is the worst quarterback in the league. He 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 should not be starting. I really don't know what the Jets, why the Jets have seemingly had this thing against um against benching. Against going out of signing guys on the street, Carson Wentz better. Kirk Cousins, uh, not Kirk Cousins. Um, I can't remember. Uh, Matt Ryan better. Those guys are better than Zach Wilson. There were numerous occasions last week where I see Zach Wilson have plenty of time. I mean, I'm counting in my head: one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, and he just sits there. He sits there and holds the ball like, like, why, why? I I don't I don't get as 
If I was a Jets fan, I would be livid at the organization. There are, I'm looking and I'm seeing wide receivers wide open. And he just flat out, flat out doesn't see them, flat out misses. I don't know what it is, but he is so bad. And the running backs can't do anything. I mean, Dalvin Cook, 8 carries for 18 yards. Priest Hall was even worse, 12 carries for 18 yards. Because they really can't do anything because all teams are doing is loading the box. Zach Wilson's processing speed is, is extreme. He has all the arm talent in the world. All the arm talent in the world. But he has none of the intangibles that need to play quarterback. He's not a good leader. He has, cannot see the field well at all. If, if he was a Jets fan, he would drive me up a wall. And I would be, I would be at my wit's end with this guy. And I really, really, really don't understand how the Jets, Al Robert Sala and Joe Douglas are letting him be the starting. That's poor, poor planning. Um, in terms of the, I, I thought the Patriots did enough. Was it pretty? No, I'm worried about the offense. They should have been able to close out. Um, Ezekiel Elliott has best game of the Patriots, 16 carries for 80 yards. But other than that, I mean, Christian Gonzalez was good. I guess the, the defense was good, but how, how bad is Zach Wilson? But the offense, it just seems like nobody can get on the right page, whether it's Juju, Kendrick Bourne, um, Devontae Barr. It just seems like nobody's on the same page with the quarterback. I want to see more Pop Douglas. I keep, I'm going to keep beating the same drum because I think he can be a a very a game changing player for this specific offense. So I want to see more of that. I want to see guys contribute. I think Hunter Henry and Mike Gusecki have been fine as the tight ends. I think they're probably have been the bright spot offense. I don't think Mac Jones has been poor this season either. Um but you've got to be able to close out that drive there. And especially against a team like this, they're lucky Farrell Brown got open for that big reception. Um, he was the leading receiver, but I, I want to see more of Pop Douglas, and I would encourage the Patriots to play him. Juju Smith-Schuster stinks. Jacoby Myers had 85 receiving yards the other day, so something something needs to change there. Um, I'd love to see more Pop Douglas. I I don't think Keishon Boutte is a major factor, but I'd rather see him than a couple of these people. Um, I think he can be more impactful, but... Yeah, um, it it was a slog in tough conditions. In tough conditions on the road, it's a good win. It's a good win. You need your first win of the year. You get out of the way. You stop the own three conversation, the Caleb Williams conversation, really, before it starts, which it would have because you probably would have been on four after this week. Um, so, yes, it's a good it's a good win against a divisional opponent on the road. But I feel worse about... I, I wouldn't say I feel worse about this team. I probably feel the same about this team as I did coming out of the Dolphins loss. Which was this team just doesn't have enough talent. The coaching might be able to win them a game or two, maybe. But the the rest of the league is doing laps around the Patriots right now. And if, if you look at pure talent-wise on this op- roster, they're like the fifth worst team in terms of talent. But because they have Bill Belichick here and because they have Bill O'Brien here, they're gonna—they're not gonna outright 
outright stink. I think I predicted um, six and eleven or seven and ten before the year is one of the two. Um, I can find it right now, but it's just things like this that I would be concerned about um, because their offense should have been able to close out that game, and the fact that they didn't—I picked seven and ten—and the fact that they didn't is a concerning thought uh, to me, at least. But with that, let's move into this week. Let's start with the Cowboys coming in after a shocking, shocking 28-16 um, loss to the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals actually have been somewhat competitive, which has been shocking um, to me at least. But I think the worst thing for the Patriots this week was the Cowboys losing. I think he would have rather had the Cowboys win. They're 3-0. They're coming um, back from the West Coast. And I know you're not coming back from West Coast to East Coast. It's Dallas. But you're still two-hour time difference. Um, I think that would have been nice to see. They're 3-0. Maybe they kind of rest their laurels a little bit. Um, especially when they had the Niners going into next week. So you would have said, oh, well, they can lose this game. Whatever. Um, so I was kind of hoping the Cowboys would actually pull that out. They didn't. Um, shocking. But... But one thing I got to say is Micah Parsons is going to kill his team. Micah Parsons might have six sacks. He might break the single-game sack record tomorrow, Sunday. I don't know what it is um, off the top of my head, but I expect Micah Parsons to be a factor. I'm expecting quick game, you know, quick passes. I, I want to see Pop Douglas out there. Um, but that's what I'm expecting from the New England Patriots. Zeke's return as well. I think he's going to be motivated, especially after a good week last week. He's my X factor because if he can get going, if if they can kind of get – they got to get Ramondre Stevenson going as well. But if he can get going, if Ramondre Stevenson can figure it out and they can run the ball and then maybe exploit – because Micah Parsons does like to rush up the field a lot. If they can exploit Micah Parsons by maybe some draw plays that start with Ali and that start with Stevenson, that will be very efficient. I think Zeke is going to be motivated as well. This is it's in Dallas. First game back against the team that drafted you. Took you number four in 2015. It's your eighth year. You spent seven years there. I expect him to be motivated. I wouldn't be shocked at all if he has a good game. And I think they need him to have a good game. I think their game plan is going to be to control the clock. Um, to do all those things. But my key matchup is these Pat- Patriots receivers versus these Dallas cornerbacks. And I think that this might be a week for the Patriots passing game to get going. Dallas Cowboys are – Stephon Gilmore has not had a good season thus far. Trayvon Diggs is out with a torn ACL. You can exploit this team. You've gone – I don't know how much – the issue is you might not have – you're not going to have a big talent discrepancy at these positions because their secondary isn't that good either. So – so I would expect a lot of quick hitters. I think quick slants and maybe somebody gets open down the field for a big play. That's the hope. I think that this is the secondary that you can exploit. I think the best chance for the Patriots to win this game is for the receivers to get open enough times and Zeke Elliott to be able to punch out in short yard situations. There are opportunities for big plays with this defense, if they can block Micah Parsons and keep him at bay. And I think the run game and the draw game is going to be a big part of that. So if they can keep Micah Parsons at bay 
And there's going to be room for deep shots. They can hit enough of those where they don't have to methodically march on the field. They have a chance because I'm telling you right now on the defensive side, it's Dak Prescott versus basically the entire defense. The Patriots will take CeeDee Lamb out of this game. CeeDee Lamb will have probably, I will guess right now that CeeDee Lamb's going to have under 75 yards receiving. And he'll get some easy yards, but he's going to be double cover most of the time. Maybe Christian Gonzalez can lock up another receiver. He did great against Tyreek Hill, did great against Garrett Wilson last week. But the Patriots and Bill Belichick are not going to let CeeDee Lamb win this game for them. And the question is, A, can they bait Dak Prescott, a new guy who's known for making mistakes, can they bait him into making mistakes, and can they stop the run? If they can do, if they can stop the run like they did this past week, they have a very good chance of winning this game because I really don't think Bill Belichick, Jeremiah, Steve Belichick, they're not going to let CeeDee Lamb take over this game. It's just a hallmark of what they do. They've been able to shut down Garrett Wilson. They've been able to shut down Tyreek Hill. Even in week one, A.J. Brown wasn't that effective. So, can you bait Dak Prescott into enough bad throws while stopping the run game? The Patriots have a good chance. However, I have them losing this game 27 to 10. I, I again, I just don't think they have enough talent. I I think they the Patriots offense is going to give up a short field for the defense at least once. I think Mac Jones is probably going to throw a pick. Um I just don't like the Patriots chances of holding off Micah Parsons. And while those big plays might be there, I just don't know if they're going to have enough time to block for them. Um just because of how porous this offensive line for Ben. I think Micah Parsons gets two and a half sacks this week. Um I think he's going to be a big 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 factor and while um while the Cowboys I think 27 points holding the Cowboys to 27 points isn't bad um but I don't think this Cowboys offense is as good as people think but I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys can get a defensive touchdown this week but I do I, I do have them losing 27 to 10 with that let's head a new quick pick uh for this week last week we went 11 and 5 proving our overall record to 32 and 16 so we've, we're hanging at about a 67 percent clip um, not bad. The Patriots are one two. My record predicting the Patriots is two and one. And last week's breakout was Travis Etienne. He had eighteen points, so we're gonna give ourselves a win. And then the bus was Garrett Wilson. He only had nine points, so we're gonna also give ourselves a win. So we are five and one regarding fantasy picks. So with that, let's get started. Thursday night, the Lions travel to take on the Packers in Green Bay. I like the Packers in this one. Um, I don't know exactly what the line is. I'm pretty sure this is gonna be pretty close to pick 'em. But the Packers have surprised me. I thought they'd be better than a lot of people think. I believe I actually had them winning the division at the beginning of the year. But if this game was in Detroit, I picked Detroit. Since in Green Bay, I'm going to take the Packers, especially um, after Detroit coming off. They looked really good last week, but I think the Packers can handle them this week. Atlanta taking on Jacksonville. This game isn't at home. I, I pardon, uh, pardon myself for saying that. It's actually in London at 9.30, which is basically a home game for Jacksonville. I still I see Jacksonville winning this game. Um, I, I just think they have to bounce back after the Houston loss. The Falcons are 2-1. They they don't really want a loss here. Um, obviously, no team wants to lose. But I do think Jacksonville will kind of wake up. London's usually a pretty good spot for the Jaguars. Then we've got the Rams taking on the Colts in Indy. I like the Rams in this one. Rams have been better than expected. They... 
they fought hard each of their first. They won week one, and they fought hard the last two weeks. I actually think they beat Indy pretty handedly in this one. Um, Baltimore taking on Cleveland in Cleveland. I like Cleveland here. Lamar Jackson has not had a passing touchdown since week one. I don't love how Baltimore looked this past week. I really haven't liked how they've looked the past week and a quarter or so. Last five quarters, probably. Um, but I think I think the Browns are just enough. Deshaun Watson impressed me. That defense is really, really good. This is going to be a low-scoring game. Very, very low scoring. And I think it's going to be what every team can run the ball the best will win. The Vikings are taking on the Panthers in Carolina. I like the Vikings in this one. They should not fall to home for it. This should be a pretty... Um, this should be a good win for the Vikings. The Bengals taking on the Titans in Tennessee. I like the Bengals in this one as well. I think Tennessee's bad. The Bengals defense played really well. They should at least be able to get an interception off of Tannehill. Um, I think the Bengals do... Enough to win for the second week in a row. The Bucks take on the Saints. This is kind of a weird game. I really don't know what to do. Um, Derek Carr might play. He might not. I don't think he's going to play. It's Jameis Winston facing his own team. The Bucks have looked decent. Um, decent, not great. But I do think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I like the Bucks barely in this one. But I'm still going back and forth. Miami taking on Buffalo. Probably the game of the week. Um, definitely at least in the early window. Um, probably actually the game of the week, just looking at what we have left. I have Buffalo winning this one. I think Miami's going to be coming off a little too high after Denver. Um, it's Buffalo. I think Buffalo's looked really, really good the last two weeks. They've looked probably just as good as the Dolphins have these past two weeks. I think Buffalo doesn't does enough to sweep this out, but I wouldn't be shocked at all if Miami does. Denver taking on Chicago in Chicago in this week's toilet bowl game of the week. Denver got embarrassed last week, but Chicago's so bad. So bad. I've Denver winning this one, but this game's going to be absolute. I'm not touching this game. The Commanders take on the Eagles in Philly. I like Philly in this one. The Commanders looked really, really bad. Sam Howell looked awful last week. The Steelers taking on the Houston Texans in Houston. I like the Steelers again this week. Um, That would get them 3-1 and one somehow. Um, They're 2-1 and one right now, which I think is a little surprising. They, haven't, they really haven't looked that good, but Houston is really bad, I think. TJ Watt will get enough to get in CJ Stroud's face. The defense will make a couple plays. Vegas taking on the Chargers. I like the Chargers in this one. I just really don't think Vegas has enough. It's only a matter of time before Jimmy G gets hurt. Arizona Cardinals taking on the Niners. The Niners are going to romp. Patriots taking on the Dallas and Dallas. I already said Dallas 27-10 with Micah Parks winning MVP. The Chiefs taking on the Jets in the Jet in New York on Sunday Night Football. Again, this is a game that they schedule because of Aaron Rodgers. The Chiefs are going to dominate. And then Seattle taking on the Giants on Monday Night Football. I think this is going to be closer than people think. Seattle has to tra- travel cross-coast. Co- I do think Seattle wins this game, but I don't like this spot for them on a Monday night. My break up this week, I think Puka Nakua for the Rams is a good game against Indy. I think he bounces back after a mediocre week last week. And I think Mike Evans is a bust. He usually doesn't play well against Mashawn Lattimore. But, guys, that will do it for me today, guys. As always, thank you for listening. Uh, please visit our website, www.fromballparks.com. Our Instagram is there. Our Twitter is there. Our Gmail is there. Guys, please email or DM us any positive or negative feedback segment. I just, As I said, next week we have a mailbag, so please send me questions for the mailbag. Um, DM, email, whatever. I'll see them. But, guys, as always, thank you for listening. I'm Paramore Zeno signing out with the From Ballparks of Buzzer Beer Sportscast. Have a good one, everybody.